um, you know, five years ago, it was really about, you know, the one or two or three big budget commercials that you're running on broadcast per year. Um, they were hundreds of thousands of dollars and that's where, you know, there was so much focus put on building out that piece of content. And today that's not enough. Um, you know, content has almost become disposable. Content has become disposable. And I think you're even starting to see that across, you know, brands as well. So it's about creating more content um, that's valuable for your customers and, you know, creating it often and well. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, where we dive deep into the world of effective video marketing to attract your tribe and grow your business. In today's show, I'm joined by Hope Horner, a three-time entrepreneur that has been featured in Inc.'s top 25 entrepreneurs to watch in 2017, Entrepreneurs 11 Marketing Experts That Could Change Your Business, and Pepperdine's 40 Under 40. Now, Hope is the CEO and co-founder of Lemonlight, an LA-based business that produces and distributes branded video content at scale. And this is exactly why I wanted to bring her on the show. In today's episode, we explore how the video production industry is changing as a result of brands and businesses changing requirements for more video, faster, and at a larger scale. We discuss how businesses just starting out on the road to video marketing can get a head start, as Hope shares her tips on where to get started the right way. We also chat about where so many businesses are getting things wrong when it comes to video and how with some small tweaks, you can get your video strategy on the right path. Now you're gonna love this interview and if you listen carefully, you'll probably even hear some input from Hope's office dog who made sure to make herself known a few times during the interview. All right, so let's get on with the show. Hope Horner, thanks for joining me on the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. It's great to have you here and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, thanks so much, Ben. It's great to be here. So I gave you a bit of an introduction there to, to you and to Lemonlight, your production company um, based over in the US. But I'd love to hear from you. What, what's your story? What led you into, into Lemonlight and into the world of video marketing that you're playing in now? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I've worked in the in the tech startup space for, I guess, about a decade now. Um, and the company that I was working with just before Lemonlight was a great uh, startup company that focused on delivering mobile ads, like banner ads at the bottom of your phone, to the small and medium-sized business market. And while we were working there, um, what we learned pretty quickly was that there was a really big opportunity for these smaller brands to advertise online. At the time, really the only options they had were Groupon and Yelp and Living Social. And there was a lot of kind of challenges that they faced with those kinds of companies. Um, And the company they were working with was a great company, but unfortunately the banner ads themselves weren't very effective for these SMB markets. So, you know, when we left there, we went and searched for the most effective kind of online advertising you can do. And that turned out to be video, which was no surprise. It's been growing pretty rapidly over the last decade. Um, And so that's kind of, that was kind of where we got our start, you know, really looking at how to service this market that was hungry for opportunities that didn't exist. 
So what were you seeing there? That what Take us back to what time this was, like how many years ago, and what were you seeing in the online video space where you saw that opportunity? What was it that jumped out at you? Yeah. Um, so this was like 2013, 2014, really 20, 2013. Um, and at the time, Facebook didn't even have native video video on their platform. Yeah. So this was, it's really crazy to think about how much it's evolved in the last couple of years. Um, back then, the only kinds of videos that come up, like the brands were really thinking about were commercials, like traditional commercials for TV and broadcast. Um, but really that was reserved for much larger brands with big budgets and big teams. Um, and then for an, from the online perspective, it was really focused on the homepage video on your website and then potentially a pre-roll commercial um, because YouTube at the time was using, uh, allowing brands to advertise in pre-rolls. And that was it really at the time. Um, and I would say pre-roll commercials were pretty underutilized by the SMB market, right? Oh, so yeah. it was mostly the, the larger organizations that were even considering that sort of video online advertising, right? For sure. Um, the SMB, back then, I mean, one in 500 SMBs that we spoke to maybe had a video um, that they were running online. It was a much different world back then. So you saw the opportunity yourself and your co-founders of Lemonlight and, um, and you founded the company. Can you tell us about what is Lemonlight and what, what you do now? Yeah. So Lemonlight is an on-demand video production company at scale. So what that means is we create video content um, from top to bottom for brands and agency partners all around the country. So yeah. yeah, any kind of video that you need, we can probably make. Yeah, awesome. And you say all around the country because you you are quite literally all around the US, I believe. Um, so where, where did you start and how did you just you give us the brief backstory of how you are kind of scaled and over what time period? Yeah, so we started in a second bedroom in 2014 <laughs> um, and just the three of us kind of tackling all the different pieces of the business um, and then really focused on building out, you know, the determining whether or not there really was a need. So it was really focused on sales and marketing to begin with. Before we really built out the production side, we wanted to confirm that there wasn't a demand. Um, after a couple of months, we were able to start selling videos uh, pretty quickly, I suppose. Um, and then I would say by about month six, we were, we were in Marina Del Rey specifically um, in Los Angeles area, and we expanded into New York around month six because we knew that there was a big market there as well. Um, and then from there, it just kind of slowly snowballed um, to most of the major markets in the U.S. at this point. Yeah, there you go. So not that slowly by the sound of it, because it is only over, over the case of four years. But I know over that uh, over that time of that four year ish time frame, yeah. you've, you would have seen a lot change in online video and the way that brands and businesses, both small right up to the large enterprise, are using video. Can you talk to us about you know where you've seen the biggest shift? in oh, your yeah. mind about how video is being used in this space? Definitely. Um, you know, five years ago, it was really about, you know, the one or two or three big budget commercials that you're running on broadcast per year. Um, they were hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that's where, you know, there was so much focus put on building out that piece of content. And today that's not enough. Um, you know, content has almost become disposable. Content has become disposable. And I think you're even starting to see that across, you know, brands as well. So it's about creating more content um, that's valuable for your customers and, you know, creating it often and well. 
Yeah. What is it about video? Do you think that um, makes it such an important part of a digital marketing mix for businesses these days? Because I mean, you could, there is the obvious answer that it's everywhere, that it's on every platform, that if you're not doing video, you're potentially not being seen. But what is it about the medium of video? Do you think that makes it so effective? Yeah, I think it definitely has to do with, there's a couple of main parts, but number one, it's, the easiest way to transmit the most amount of information in the shortest amount of time. Um, in a video, you get to appeal to several different senses and show not, you know, they're not just hearing, you know, what your message is or just seeing a static image of your message, but they're getting to see both at the same time usually. Um, and sometimes that can also be emphasized with graphics and titles and things like that. So being able to transmit more information. And the other big component I think is being able to create an emotional connection. Um, Typically, the reason people are, a lot of times, the reason people buy things, um, especially online, is, you know, that emotional trigger um, that tells them, like, yes, you want this or yes, you need this right now. And I think that video really creates a compelling medium to be able to deliver that kind of emotional message, um, whether it's funny or, you know, endearing or sentimental. That's a lot harder to convey with words or with just one image. And I think video gives you that opportunity. Yeah. And as you say there, it's where the buying decision starts is that emotional trigger. So, you know, video is really the, I believe as well, one of the best ways to hook people in to eventually buy from you. If you do video well and you do it in the right way, of course, with a clear strategy behind it. So, you know, part of the the challenge I think for businesses these days, both small and large is just how much noise there is even in the video space online you know there's so so much so much I mean the stats are crazy like I don't know what the latest YouTube stat is about how many hours of video are uploaded every minute but it seems to just be growing exponentially but you know what would you say or how are how are people being successful in cutting through the noise with with video do you think yeah I think it's really about developing a full video content strategy um It's about strategically placing videos throughout different parts of your marketing funnel and then being able to build and compound on those touch points, I think. Um, I think one of the biggest, on the other side, one of the biggest challenges that we see, you know, or kind of one of the biggest mistakes people make is it's very short-sighted. They're just thinking about the one video that they, you know, they saw and they want to make something similar or they're just thinking about their homepage video or something like that. When I think now it's really about creating a full strategy around it and, and making sure that it's all connected together um, to really be able to create value for your customers and, of course, stay top of mind. Yeah, and um, I mean, that's something that I talk about all the time. And I think back in episode 58 of the podcast, I talked about what I call my full full funnel video strategy. So I'd love to hear from you what what you kind of see as as the way that video fits within that, that full funnel. How do, how do you break that down? Yeah. So it's very similar to the buyer's journey. So at the very top of the funnel, we talk about attracting new customers. Um, so that's primarily going to be, and that's going to be through advertising. So Facebook advertising, uh, YouTube advertising, there's a lot of different, you know, earned owned media that you can use to attract new customers into your funnel. Um, it's usually shorter content, really eye catching, your traditional, more like your traditional commercial. The next stage of the funnel we have is engaging customers. So these are, once you have their attention, once you have them on your site or in your landing page or wherever you're trying to drive them, how do you engage them and give them more information about your brand to have them take the next step? Um, Those are usually a brand video or an explainer video or maybe how it works video. 
from there, a lot of times what we see happen for most brands is you have a lot of website visitors, but most of the time they don't all buy your product. Um, at least that's our experience. So yeah. how do you build a relationship with them? And that's really where, you know, nurturing comes into play. So when we're talking about nurturing your, you know, prospective customers, um, it's really about providing them valuable content. So tips and tricks are really great for that. Um, FAQ videos, uh, educational videos, um, also a great time to help solidify, you know, the credibility behind your own brand, whether it's through testimonials or product videos, or, you know, giving them more information about, you know, what they can expect, um, really trying to drive them ultimately to that purchase decision. And then the fourth stage of the funnel is to delight your customers. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's just because they bought your product doesn't mean that they shouldn't, you, they shouldn't be considered, you know, part as part of the marketing funnel. Um, so give, you know, thank you videos are great for that. Uh, referral videos, update videos, if there's big company updates or announcements, um, FAQs actually work really well for here too. If I feel like one of the things that we've been working on a lot lately are, you know, when companies are overwhelmed with the same questions to their customer service teams over and over and over again, um, there's value in creating videos that answer those exact questions so that that can help give your customers answers, even if there's not someone available to talk to them. Um, so that's kind of the whole marketing funnel that we focus on. And then the other piece that doesn't really fit in the funnel, but that is important are internal video strategies. So whether it's recruiting videos for recruiting new uh, team members or um, like an end of the year highlight video, I feel like companies always love to watch, you know, what's happened over the year or, you know, a specific awards or something like that. Um, there's ways to get creative with video content in that capacity as well. Yeah, I think that's um, that's a really great way to break it down. And um, I was particularly interested to hear your take on that, what you call delight, delight stage of the journey there, because it's important for people to understand, I think, that, you know, if the conversation and the relationship with your customers doesn't just end when they buy, right? And video is a great way to continue to continue to nurture that relationship um, and to to build those advocates, right? So, Definitely. yeah, is that that's the goal there, right? Definitely. Um, you know, for rebuying, for referrals through word of mouth, um, your customers are your biggest advocates and hopefully your biggest fans. So I think there's a lot of value in continuing to stay connected with them. Okay. So you've kind of outlined there for us what a, an ideal video funnel should look like, but where do you see that for so many businesses they're doing things wrong? Where are the biggest yeah. mistakes being made? Do you think? Definitely. Um, most of the time, what we see is there's no plan. They, they've seen the Dollar Shave Club video. I don't know if you're familiar with that. And yep. that's the video they want now. That's the video that they need. And that's the video they're convinced is going to change their brand. They want um, to go viral, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or some other video, even if it's not that one, although it's a lot of times still that one. Um, and I think that that is a great video for some brands, that style. But I think it's really important for brands to slow down and really think about, you know, what is the goal they're trying to accomplish? Are they trying to get new people into their funnel? Um, or do they already have a ton of web traffic that maybe it's just about converting them better? Is it about nurturing them more? So where in that marketing funnel do they want to focus on? And then creating content specifically for that goal. You know, it's not, it doesn't make that much sense to put a commercial on your homepage. Um, people are already on there. They're looking for more. If they're on your website, they're probably looking for a little bit more information than just kind of like the you know, high level, super quick, you know, flashy intro video. Um, it's usually more about, you know, who they are, what they're doing, how it works, things like that. 
Yeah. So it's more about, it's more about important to tell the story of, of the brand there. So people start to build that relationship and understand that trust level more, more closely when they're going on the, on the website, right? Yeah, like exactly. Or if it's a technology, you know, really explaining quickly how it works and what are the, the benefits that people will get from it. Um, you know, commercials yeah. are usually short and flashy and, you know, not all videos are made with the same intention. So I think by planning that in advance, you can be a little bit more strategic. In my experience, I think because there's, I'm, I'm noticing that because there's so many different ways that videos can be, or businesses can be using video within their marketing strategy. And in fact, it is increasingly easy to create videos for, for a sure. brand or business. I think that ends in, or that results in businesses just, you know, kind of just throwing stuff out and seeing what'll stick. And I think what you've nailed on there is the importance of having that strategy you know, really means that you're, you're going to create video that will re- return on that video's investment, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think if, I think what we see happen a lot is um, they throw out one idea and if it doesn't stick, they give up. And yes. there's definitely some video doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. And there's definitely some testing that's involved. Like you should definitely, you know, plan on trying a couple of different variations and um, you know, again, that's something you can plan in advance too, to make sure you keep your budget slow. Uh, so it is about testing different things and in some cases kind of throwing different things against the wall, but it has to be, you know, you're, you're planning what you're throwing against the wall so that you can measure exactly what, what falls down and what doesn't basically. Yeah. So I think what I was just saying there around the ease of producing and the, the multiple different ways of distributing video content can actually be a, a, a positive as well, because it means that you can, without significant investment, be testing and trying things out on different platforms without throwing huge amounts of money at something. So I think that's a really good point is that don't just try one thing and then yeah. give up if it doesn't work. Like try something else on a different platform with a different message or with a different creative and, you know, see how that works. And exactly. uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously measure the right sort of analytics and, and metrics. So, you know, you know, how you can know if it's successful or not. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Commercials have been around for decades. Um, you know, we've just started putting them online more recently, but there's a reason that they've been so effective for so many years. And there's a reason that we still pay on, on broadcast, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars for Super Bowl commercials and things like that, because playing short form video content works when people see it. Hey, Ben here. I just want to take a moment to help you out with something. If you, like many of the Engage Video Marketing podcast listeners, are looking for ways to do video for your business better, then keep listening. I've put together a free Foundations video course designed to help you better understand the fundamentals of effective online video strategy for your brand or business. The three-part video series will step you through the roadmap to ensuring you know what videos to make and why, so you can get started the right way with video for your business. To jump in right now for free, head on over to engagevideomarketing.com foundations. I can't wait to see you there. Yeah, so while we're talking about the, I guess that traditional marketing agency, ad agency model of, you know, that Super Bowl level kind of campaign, I think, you know, you would agree with me that that model is somewhat changing as well. Like for more and more businesses, they're not going to a, to an ad agency or to a marketing agency in many cases to 
build out a full marketing strategy. In many cases, they are just, um, you know, going to a video production company or producing videos themselves in some cases. Yeah. Um, how, do, how do you see the industry changing that traditional agency model being disrupted, I guess? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because I feel like we've seen so many shifts just in the last few years. Um, so with agencies themselves, I think one of the big things that we've seen is traditionally agencies were the groups of people that had in-house production teams. And when they were shooting their, you know, their Super Bowl ad for Toyota or whoever, um, their in-house production team would be going to all different locations all over the country or all over the world to shoot those. But as content has shifted and the need for more content more often, you know, it doesn't make sense for the agency now to, it's, it doesn't make economical sense and sometimes just even logical sense to send them to so many places at all the different times to shoot content for their clients. So you actually see them starting to work with outside vendors more now. which is kind of the exact opposite of what's happening with these smaller local companies where they're starting to, instead of working with outside vendors, they're starting to bring in their own in-house producer, much like you would a graphic designer um, who's just there to produce content specifically for that brand. And they create a strategy around that. So it's, it's been interesting. Um, and then there's a ton of new resources that were never available for before from, you know, marketplaces online to, uh, production shops like ours and all kinds of different places. So where does Lemonlight fit into that, that new ecosystem? Are you like, what's your percentage of working with agencies as their outsourced video production arm versus um, working direct to client, direct to businesses? Yeah. So up until about a year ago, we were like 90 to 95% direct to brand. So working directly with businesses. Um, And really in the last year, I feel like is when we've really seen that shift. And today it's probably 50, 50. Um, half of our business is coming directly from our agency partners, because I think that again, they need their clients need more content more often and they're looking for solutions to be able to provide that quickly and affordably. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're seeing that. We're definitely seeing that kind of shift in Australia as well. So I I imagine it's, it's definitely a global shift for sure. So for, for anyone listening, who's maybe they're running their own business or they're a marketing manager within, within an organization, and maybe they're, they've dabbled in video perhaps, or maybe they haven't even started using any video of any sort for, for their digital marketing. Where would you say is the best place to start? You've already talked about the importance of having a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the best place to start or what would you say is like the first steps? for someone looking to start using video effectively for their business? Yeah. So I usually think of it as kind of like the brainstorm is the first step. And I think the most effective way to brainstorm um, the very first step is to on one piece of paper, write out your goals, right? Your goals for your business and what are and prioritize those. Um, Where is their kind of, what are the most important goals and where's the lowest hanging fruit? on another piece of paper, write out all of your video ideas. So typically, once you start thinking about a video idea, you'll think of one and then you'll think of two and then you'll think of like 30 that you're now convinced your company needs, um, which is really fun. And then the step three is to compare those lists. So try and do it unbiasedly. You're gonna be really excited about some videos, but again, if it doesn't make sense with your goal, maybe you save those videos for later. And so usually we suggest that you pick out, you know, two to four of your kind of top video ideas that make sense for your primary goal and then start researching those, you know, what are the elements that are involved? Who, what, what's my budget? What are the production companies that I might be able to work with? Are there things that I can provide or do in house that'll help uh, alleviate some of those costs in some cases? Um, what's the timeline? 
that's kind of all the production side. And then it's also important to think about, okay, once my video was done, how am I going to share it? How am I going to measure the results? I think it's important to think about those things on the front side too, because it's really easy to get really excited about the creative side of video and forget about the marketing side of video marketing. Um, so yeah. keeping those things in mind up front is important. Yeah. And obviously the importance of that is that you're actually know if your videos are effective because you've aligned them to a goal and you've figured yeah. out, or you've already kind of thought before you've created the video, how are you going to measure the success of that video? What, you know, what metrics actually matter for that particular piece of content? Exactly. Um, we're talking there about, you know, things that I guess strategy that uh, a business themselves can start to consider before they consider using video. But I know a lot of a lot of the audience for the Engage Video Marketing podcast are video producers themselves, pr- predominantly coming from a creative background. So they know how to how to shoot and how to edit, how to tell great stories, how to craft beautiful films. But you know, for many of them, I I feel that there needs to be a bit of a shift in the service that they're providing to to their clients. Because if as a video production company like Lemonlight, brands are coming predominantly straight to a company. And often they don't have this strategic understanding of the videos that they're wanting to create. So what role do you think the actual video producers should be playing within this, this strategic approach to video? Yeah, I do. I think it's thinking just a little bit beyond the video itself. Um, the way you're going to earn, you know, you know, the way that clients are going to rebuy from you is if they are getting results with the first video they made in the second video. So I think it's important to be able to kind of give them ideas or at least give them a direction or an introduction to, you know, to another marketing partner or agency that, you know, um, so that they can use those videos once they're done with them. Because again, if they're, they work and they serve their brand, there's a much better chance they'll buy more. Definitely. It's a no brainer really, isn't it? I mean, if you're just delivering a video that looks pretty, um, that's, you know, cinematically shot with a great soundtrack, but it doesn't actually equal a result or Mm -hmm. move the needle for the business, then it's potentially wasted. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. So we've talked quite a bit in this podcast about how the world of video and online video marketing has changed over the last four years, but where do you see it shifting into the future? So, I mean, we won't talk four years because and who yeah. knows where it's going to be in four years, but what's, what's exciting you now about where things are going and, and how this, this world of online video is changing? Yeah. Um, I think about this a lot, actually. <laughs> um, I think there's some, there's, there's some of the big buzzwords that you hear, you know, AR, VR, video is a pretty big component to those. Um, as we continue to see those, you know, with practical applications in different industries, I think there's some, some that are really obvious that you'll end up, I hope seeing in a more uh, regular fashion. Um, I think more specifically, I think some of the shifts that you'll see are, you know, a movement away from kind of your traditional ad and more to story-based marketing. Um, So like that, it'll be an ad for, you know, a certain brand, but instead of, you know, being as obvious as the, you know, buy one, get one free or summer sale or whatever, it's it's a lot more about storytelling and kind of creating that narrative. Um, or really creating value for their customers. I think it's really turning into more of a, you know, content game as content continues to evolve. Um, And then I think personalized video is another big player that we've seen, you know, start to take shape and become more useful. And, you know, social media will continue to evolve. I I think about it a lot. It's evolved so much in the last four years. I cannot even imagine what the next four years is going to look like. 
Um, but I think that it's important to stay on top of those trends and pay attention to who's, you know, releasing video natively on their on their platforms. LinkedIn just did, you know, somewhat recently, um, because those are going to be kind of the things that shape the entire industry from an from a video marketing perspective, but actually the ads itself. Yeah, it's interesting how the expectation of production quality is somewhat changing as well. Um, you know, you you start to see a lot more brands, even, even big blue chip type brands using more in the moment live video or behind the scenes or potentially shot on, on smartphones or, you know, low budget equipment. Um, and they're integrating that in strategically in amongst their higher end production quality stuff. So, and obviously that's still working beautifully and, and relating to their ideal target audience. So where do you see the, I guess, production quality elements changing over the next number of years? Do you think we're going to start to, to lose the need for that higher end content or is it a, a mix that's required? Yeah. So that's, this is something we talk about with clients a lot. Um, I think it'll be a mix probably forever, at least for a while. I think that there's a huge, there's a new opportunity to, like you're saying, to use the kind of lower quality iPhone um, handheld quick shooting video style that was never available before. And that probably made a lot of brands really uncomfortable when their marketing teams were saying that they should be doing it. Um, But now on social media, you know, you don't need to have an overly produced Instagram story. People don't expect that. It's perfectly acceptable to have, you know, kind of the behind the scenes look at the company or the brand or the product or whatever it is they're marketing. However, it would be a lot more, um, a lot more concerning maybe or a lot less interesting if they had, you know, their TV spot filmed by an iPhone user in the office. Um, so I think, you know, there will always be the opportunity and the need for the, the more highly produced spots. Um, I think that brands will continue to always compete, you know, for, for their, you know, creative placements in that regard. Um, but there's definitely a new opportunity with that lower quality video content that I don't think anyone was really expecting. Yeah. And I think it comes back to what you've been saying multiple times in this, in this interview is that by having a strategy, by having a plan and aligning the content that you're creating, as well as the production quality of that content or the production approach to that content with that plan means that you understand, you know, how to create the right video for the right purpose and use it in the right way. Definitely. For sure. Awesome. So just wrapping up here, is there any, any final, final thoughts or final words of wisdom, I guess, for the Engage Video Marketing Podcast listeners uh, about you know, what you're passionate in and, and the world of online video from your perspective, Hope? Yeah. Um, I would say if you're still thinking about video, it's time to definitely get out there and try something. Um, try, try it strategically, make a plan. And if you are in the process of creating content, I think it's really about, um, you know, one of the things we did recently for ourselves was we want to create one piece of uh, more high quality content every single month for us as a company. Um, you know, it's, and then testing it and then using it in the different platforms and creating different sizes and variations of that video and just being more deliberate, even more deliberate with how we're using video content in our own marketing strategy. Um, so I think that's a great challenge for anyone who's already using video content. Yeah. Yeah. Start to capitalize on all the different ways that that video content can be used and start to see what works, you know, test it, measure it and start 
to see results. I think that's really, really good and a great place to uh, wrap up this conversation. So I appreciate your time today, Hope. And um, obviously for anyone who's interested in finding out more about Lemon Light, where's the best place to go? Lemonlight.com. That's it. That's L-A-G-H-T. Awesome. So if you are in the, in the States, uh, then, and you're interested in exploring how Lemon Light can help you create video content at scale, then head on over to lemonlight.com. Hope Porter, thanks for joining me on the podcast. It's been a great chat. Yeah, thanks so much. So great to be here. Thanks again to Hope Horner, CEO of Lemonlight. As always, all the show notes and links for this episode are over at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 60, where you'll also find a link to an ebook that Hope wanted to share with us, which gives you 30 video ideas for your business. So you'll want to jump on that for sure. The links to that and everything else around Hope is over at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 60. So head on over there. And so that's it for this episode. If you've got value from the show or any of the previous episodes of this show, I'd seriously love a rating and review on iTunes. Every rating helps this show to be found by more people and I'd really appreciate your support. So thank you very much. To make it easy for you, you can go to engagevideomarketing.com slash iTunes for a quick link to get you there. Now, next week on the show, episode 61, I'm stoked to be bringing you an interview with another Aussie doing awesome things in the world of digital marketing, in particular, Facebook advertising. It's Paul Ramondo from Ramondo Media, and we'll be chatting all about Facebook video ads, and we'll be getting super tactical to help you run better campaigns. So you won't want to miss it. But for now, take a listen here to my sneak peek for next week's show with Paul Ramondo. I'll run everyone through how to do, this is a simple one, two step funnel, right? So this is what I've just described as the first step. And if you want to get a little bit more fancy in terms of uh, that split testing that we were talking about earlier, I'd recommend split testing at the ad level to begin with. And in the same way that I was talking about split testing the organic parts um, of the copy and the headlines of your ads um, earlier in this conversation, you can duplicate at the ad level, you can duplicate that ad that we just spoke about, create a copy in that, inside of that same ad set, test it, and you can test a different headline, test a different copy, test a different call to action if there is one. And you could also test a different thumbnail. Let's just say we're doing two different split tests, so two different variations of the same ad. So that's episode 61, which is next week. But for now, that's the end of episode 60 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Now, I really appreciate you for listening and keep on tuning in. Keep being you. Keep being awesome. Have a cracking week until I'm back with you then. I'm Ben Amos for Engage Video Marketing, here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective online video strategy. And I'll see you then. Did you know that your email list can often become the most valuable asset to your business? If you've been building your business for any time at all and haven't yet built an email list, then now's the time to get started. Or maybe you've got an email list but struggle to make the most of it. I want to introduce you to my email list provider and I know you're going to love them too. ConvertKit is the email provider built by creators for creators. The team at ConvertKit have been in our shoes and they know what it takes to grow a successful business. And your email list is the tool that will get you there. The best thing is that ConvertKit is seriously easy to use, powerful, but intuitive. 
Personally, I've tried a handful of email service providers over the years, Aweber, MailChimp, Infusionsoft, but since switching to ConvertKit over 12 months ago, I seriously have not looked back. And as an engaged video marketing podcast listener, I've arranged for you to get your first 30 days of ConvertKit absolutely free. Normally, you only get 14 days if you sign up direct through their website. So to give it a try for 30 days, head on over to engagevideomarketing.com slash ConvertKit. Now, this is my affiliate link. So if you do become a ConvertKit customer, then you'll be supporting this show and investing in your business through clever email marketing at the same time. So it's a win-win. The link again, engagevideomarketing.com slash ConvertKit.